Welcome to this edition of Payments Unpacked Briefing. Um, we're going to talk today about payments fraud. And if you're listening to this uh, video or you've read my newsletters, you'll know that the UK suffers eye-watering amounts of payments fraud. UK Finance tell us it's £1.2 billion a year. And with a quick calculator, to calculator you can work out that it's £2,300 for every minute of every day throughout the year. Another fact UK Finance share with us is 78% of fraud starts online. And often when we talk about fraud, we think about this differentiation between authorised push payment fraud and unauthorised push payments fraud. Today, we're focused on uh, fraudsters using social engineering mechanisms to trap and con their victims. So with that in mind, I came across a blog back in February. It's February uh, this year. And I read a blog called I Nearly Got Scammed. This is Rowena's story. And at the time, Rowena, who you can see on the screen today, uh, agreed to uh, um, be a guest blog on my Payments Unpacked website and NaughtyPoint.com blog. And we shared some of Rowena's story at that point. But today, we're going to be hearing just a little bit more of Rowena's story. Now, like myself, you can look Rowena up on LinkedIn. And if you read the LinkedIn profile, it'll talk about Lorano being a, a data protection, data ethics, and digital, digital privacy nerd. Now, they're great words, but I just thought we'd uh, ask Rowena just to introduce herself today. Uh, Rowena, thank you for joining us today. Just tell us a little bit more about you. You're very welcome. It's nice to talk to you, Mike. So I'm Rowena Fielding. I, um, I help organizations stitch together law, technology, and humanity. Uh, basically, helping uh, helping them understand data protection law, put it into practice, and uh, keep people's human rights and freedoms at the centre when uh, put turning people into data. Basically, I, I knew you'd bring it to life in a much better way than a two line on LinkedIn. So thank you for that. And um, I mentioned a few moments ago that you shared your story back in February. And I know that the readership, you know, I've got great stats on the blog. I've got great feedback um, in terms of people reading it through. But let me just start off before we look at explaining what happened. Let, let's just start off and ask you a very, very simple question. Why did you share your story? What drove you to sharing your story? Uh, so it was part cautionary tale and uh, part just working out the the annoyance that uh, that I was feeling, annoyance with the scammer, annoyance with myself, um, and um, I thought, well, I'm I'm going to write this down and I'm going to make it as amusing as I can, and then hopefully I shall laugh about it more than I'm jumping up and down and swearing. Well, not often we can laugh about a fraud story, but I think you writing it down certainly helped uh, us understand what happens. And for those that haven't read your blog, this is your opportunity to share your experience so you know what happened you know where, where did it start and where did it lead you to well uh, I got a notification from my bank saying that I'd spent 500 pounds on Facebook marketplace and I thought hang on a minute that's not right because I'm not on Facebook I boycott Facebook because I work in privacy um, so obviously that was wrong um, so I got in touch with the bank and I said, this is not my transaction. Um, you know, can I have the money back, please? And then a day later, um, I got a phone call from uh, somebody who said they were from 
my bank. They got the name of the bank right. Um, and they knew, obviously knew my name. And they apparently knew um, that there, or they were guessing, that there had been a fraudulent or disputed transaction. Um, and so, you know, I thought, oh, well, it's jolly good of the bank to find me. <laughs> Um, so we went through all the, oh, I'm just checking your details. Can you tell me this, that and the other? And not having any way to authenticate whether or not this person really was from the bank, um, the amount they already seemed to know about me. Um, so um, my name and um, recent transactions, like the, the fraudulent one, I kind of just assumed that they were legit. And this, uh, this conversation went on and I was traveling at the time. So my brain was not in a good space for wrangling the bureaucracy of uh, banking payment fraud. Um, and so we spoke again the next day and um, this person was saying all the right things, was, was um, asking um, questions about whether or not I'd used my card or given my card details to anybody or disclose my bank information I was like no no I work in privacy I'm not going to do a silly thing like that <laughs> which is galling um and then uh yeah it went it went on the he said that he had to verify um he started talking about um how my bank banking app had been compromised and I thought well hang on a minute that is kind of far-fetched um because you know my, my device is pretty secure um and then was saying that they needed to verify that my account was still uh under my control and the way to do that was to make a payment and i thought when mm, I, I felt well that i'm i know that i've done verification payments before for things like paypal to make sure you know an account is legit so I didn't really question that um, until then um, he gave me the account number and sort code of the uh, the destination uh, bank account and they came up as couldn't be verified which made me go mm -hmm. um, and then uh, wanted me to transfer an insane amount of money <laughs> It wasn't like one P like you would for, for PayPal verification. It was you know hundreds of pounds. And at that point I was like, no. Um, and um, was was challenging him. And um, in the end, he just swore at me, hang up. And that's when I realized that I had come very, very close to uh, to having been. Um, well, I was a victim of a scam. It came very, very close to costing me a lot of money. Thank you for sharing. I guess there's a bit of giveaway there if someone swore at you and hung, if your bank swore at you and hung the phone up. But um, thank you for sharing that story with you, with us. And, um, you know, I, I can only imagine the sort of things that were going on with you as that unfolded and also in the in the days following. But and it's always easy, isn't it, to look in retrospect, you know, what, what might have I done differently and all the rest of it. That's easy, isn't it, post event. But were there any when you thought in the cold light of day, were there any warning signs that you might have spotted? Um, had you not been traveling, had you not been hassled, you know, had you had that all that reasonable time to think as somebody was leading you through a story, what what warning signs might have you have noticed? Do you know what actually the the, the biggest warning sign um, really should have been that um, I got customer service support within 24 hours from uh, <laughs> an institution? <laughs> like that never happens. 
<laughs> so the speed with which um, this person contacted me should have tipped me off that it wasn't actually my bank. Um, <laughs> that should have been a good clue. Um, looking back, um, I made a lot of assumptions. Um, this person um, made reference to a disputed transaction, but I didn't verify that they had any more knowledge than there had been a disputed transaction. Um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't verify that they were from the bank. I assumed that they were. Um, I could have done, uh, you know, call a line ID lookup. Uh, I could have. Um, I could have checked the app where um, I've had previous conversations with uh, banking representatives. They did say someone will get back to you, um, but they didn't specify that when somebody got back to me, it would only be through the app. So a phone call wasn't surprising. Um, and um, yeah, I think that that's probably it for the early warning flags. Then the, the flags began to pile up. Um, the way he was talking about... Uh, banking app security I, I've got a background in technology and I, I knew what he was saying didn't sound right um, and uh, the very fact that um, he asked me to uh, make a payment to, to validate the account um, was kind of an orange flag because I know that is a way of doing verification like I said um, but then obviously <laughs> the amount he was asking me to transfer was was the biggest reddest flag waving right in my face and that's at the point at which um, I said what well, I said to myself well it's better to be safe than sorry so I'm going to shut this down Really interesting. I mean, it was a bit frightening that you started off by saying, well, my bank was dealing with me efficiently. That was a red flag. That's a bit That's a bit telling on, on all us bankers and payments people. But as you unpack that, it, it was interesting uh, to, to hear those sort of flags that, you know, you might might have noticed. I guess, you know, inevitably there's going to be a next time. What would you do differently next time? Oof. well, um, I think... I would certainly um, try and verify with my banking provider that somebody from them was trying to get in touch with me. Um, I don't know whether or not I, how much of a struggle that would be, um, but I think I definitely try to. Um, I would certainly <laughs> not transfer any money to anybody. <laughs> um, and yeah, I would ask I would try and find some way to verify that it was, in fact, the bank that was calling me. Um, so we've got on on our um, you know banking apps and and uh, and whatnot. We've got challenge response capability that should go two ways. So the customer should be able to challenge the bank to show that they are the other you know they're the le legit uh, other party to the transaction. Uh, it shouldn't be just the uh, customer authenticating themselves to the bank. Um, so I, I think I would probably uh, kick up quite a lot of fuss about not having a way to, to verify. Um, and I would I think I would just insist that everything go through the banking app. And I mean, it would not answer the phone. I hate the phone anyway. Why did I even answer the phone? <laughs> And then if I've got you to translate that in terms of advice, what three things would you tell me to do? Don't believe anybody who phones you out of the blue. Find some way to check 
that they are who they say they are through some kind of trusted um, trusted channel, uh, trusted method. Um, don't ask them to give you uh, a number for you to phone them back on because they'll give you a number that leads straight to them. That's, that's not a good test. Um, uh, try, um, yeah, be, to be suspicious of incoming phone calls. Try and verify through a, uh, a trusted channel or, or platform. Um, don't let panic take over your reasoning abilities. Um, if somebody has taken a large amount of your money, then provided you could show that you didn't spend it, the bank will give it back to you. Um, it doesn't, it isn't necessarily an emergency for you. And if anyone is pressuring you to hurry up the, the process of investigating or, or refund or something, then that should be a red flag. Fantastic. Some really useful advice for us all as we seek to protect ourselves and thwart the fraudster in their endeavours. Thank you so much, Rowena, for sharing with us today. And it's really good to hear people's personal experiences they're prepared, you know, they're pleased to share. You know, clearly we wouldn't have wanted you to go through that experience, but because you did, you've been able to share some of that with us and hopefully will help protect uh, yourself in the future, but also us as we think about payment security. How might people make contact with you? Um, I am terminally online, um, so I um, I have a website which is missinfogeek.net. Um, that's uh, for my my consultancy and also a bit of blogging. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Buy Me a Coffee writing stuff all under the name of Miss IG Geek IG for Information Governance. Fantastic. I did wonder what the IG stood for, so now I know. <laughs> Thank you for that. So um, great ways to get in contact with you and uh, read a bit more about you and interact with you. Uh, for those of you who haven't subscribed to my newsletter yet, do sign up to uh, payments-unpacks.com and you can search on Spotify for Payments Unpacked for our podcast. Rana, one final time, thank you so much for sharing your story today and uh, to everyone else, thank you for listening.